Making His Wife by Jenna Rose. Grab it now for 99 cents or in Kindle Unlimited. I see her every day searching for love from other men when I'm right here in front of her. But I terrify her. I should. I'm her boss. I'm a powerful man and women throw themselves at me daily. But when I catch her crying in my home when I'm supposed to be away on business, I can't take it any longer. I'm going to make her mine, make her my wife, but only if she drops the act and submits to me, wholly and completely. I'll make her my wife and she'll thank me for it in the end. I know a keeper when I see one and all the riches in the world could never replace her. That's Making His Wife by Jenna Rose. Grab it in Kindle Unlimited or for 99 cents. Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. We are super excited. We have Lucy Darling with us. And if you bought our book early, you might have already seen this book. (laughs) We had a bit of a mishap today. We're coming in like coming in hot. (laughs) We we had our book that your mind went live. This is like our kidnapping book that we've talked about on the podcast where she's kidnapped at a young age and this guy's hired by her parents to go find her because they believe she's still alive. So when she gets kidnapped again, she's like, no, don't take me. But he's actually trying to take her to a real family. So anyways, it's called Say Your Mind. And for whatever reason, when Mel uploaded the book, like she uploaded this book that we're about to play for you, this audio book. Because so I have I the think, e-book to read. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then. You're like, great. I'll read this book. They we'll both have. A, I don't know. I just accidentally. They, they both say mine or something. Yeah. Like, so I was like, I, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so the book we're about to play, it's Love You Always, right? But, like, I can't, I don't know. Anyways, it was the wrong one that was uploaded to it. So, either way, so if you, you may have already read the story. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Like I said, we're coming in hot on this. We were, like, trying to figure it all out before we recorded. So, if you haven't read, say your mind. Go get it. It's so, cute. Yes, the cover's we got hot. Lucy Darling. That yes, was the one that we had accidentally turned into some daddy stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were like, did, I think it's even in the book bio. Did we accidentally write a daddy book? Sorry. <laughs> we did. Whoops. We didn't figure it I out until halfway in. Okay. Yeah. So the book that um, Lucy Darling has with us this week is called Love You Always is the audiobook. The ebook that's brand new this week is called You Are Mine. And I think like it's the companion with it. I have to go through and like read the book bio so you can connect them up. So. That was kind of the mix-up we had this week, but oh my gosh. So you told me earlier, you're like, just ask me how I'm doing. No, I said, don't ask me how I'm doing. Oh, don't. Oh, shit. No, because I didn't think it was a talking point because I was like, gosh. I've just been all over the place because I haven't been sleeping. That's yeah. what I meant. I was like, it's not worth talking about, but I've just been, I haven't been sleeping for some reason. Oh, well, yeah. I know why I haven't been sleeping. I started trying to work out again. I went back to the gym. Uh-huh. For the first time in, like, a year. A year? <laughs> yeah. When I used to go, like, every day. And so yeah, I started running it? again. And I guess my I guess I'm running in my sleep now. <laughs> and so, but my legs hurt and I'm not sleeping. So my husband says that when I'm in sleeping, I'm, like, moving my legs. Like, he's, like, not moving your legs. Like, shifting. he's, like, you tried to push me out of the bed with your legs. 
Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't sleeping very good. Last night I finally got a full good night's sleep because when I don't sleep, I get very sick and emotional. Like I mm. can't get anything done. Everything bothers me. So that's what I meant. like oh. it really, really affects you like not sleeping. Yes. It really, really affects me. It's almost sometimes I feel like I'm drunker and on drugs or yeah. something. I'm not myself. Yeah. That's so funny that it affects you that much. It's strange to me, too, because, like, I'm generally someone who has still have, like, eight or nine hours of sleep. But I've always been a really good sleeper. If I'm in bed, I'm going to sleep because that's all I do in bed. Well, it, but, it becomes an issue because I get paranoid that I'm not sleeping. And then I make uh, it worse yeah. because I take medicine now that's supposed to slow mm-hmm. down my brain when I go to yeah. bed. But I start to psych myself out. Mm-hmm. And then I never. Even with the medication? Even with the. Sometimes I can beat the medication. If I'm starting to get worked up about mm-hmm. it and my legs were really restless, anyways, and aching. So mm-hmm. it was just. It's a mental game I play with myself of sabotage. I'm so mean to myself sometimes. You are. You are mean. Could be a mean to my friend. <laughs> uh, one of the big things I have that I want to talk about this week is can we discuss Ruby Dixon's Ice Planet Barbarians? Number one on Amazon. I flipped the fuck I'm out. Not, and it was. I'm not surprised. In fact, no. if you buy the paperback, there is a quote from me on the back of it from all <laughs> those years ago when I read that book. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is the best shit ever. Everybody needs to read this. It's so good because it's – oh, and by the way, the first book's an audio, and I didn't know it was an audio. I actually got it in audio the other day when I was looking at it on the charts. I was like, hold the fuck up. She didn't tell me this was an audio. I actually messaged her, like, uh, like the day I found out she was number one. I was like, you fucking badass bitch. What did you do? And she was like, I'm just so nervous and so scared, and I don't want to check anything. <laughs> like, she said she was really, like, afraid of it. It's She's like yeah. – she said, I'm overwhelmed because I feel like everybody's looking at my book right now. And she was like, and I'm terrified of like people talking shit on it or making fun of it. And she said, I'm just used to like being off to the side and doing my own thing. And all of a sudden, you know, how she this had three on books TikTok in top is- 10. Yes. Oh, she had like eight in the top 100 Damn. because I, I know. Isn't that fucking awesome? That's that message- so good. So good. I messaged Eagle and I was like, I said, how does it feel to have your books that you edited? I eight of them in the top 100. And she was like, well, I did. She was like, she used another editor for like her first or second one or something like that. And she was like, but it's really exciting to see like all of mine are going out. And I was like, yeah, that's But really it cool. took off because of a TikTok showing the covers of the blue guys. But mm-hmm. what is so great, and I've always said about this series is Ruby Dixon has this amazing way of building a scene for you like you understanding the words coming out with like all these awesome what their penises even look like all these different ways (laughs) of how they hum and mate while at the Mm -hmm. same time not being overwhelmed with too much Mm -hmm. description but enough Mm -hmm. to give you what you need it's like this perfect balance that she somehow knows how to do it's amazing. It is truly an art to be able to do something like that. She's probably one of the best writers that we know. Mm-hmm. Like her and another friend of ours are, are probably, I would say, like one of the best writers that we've ever met. And I'm I mean, ex- she's just an incredible author. So excited. You know, I we went to a convention once and I remember somebody saying, 
you know, my best book wasn't my most popular. It was my, Mm -hmm. my best book that's ever done is one that's had great like promo. And that's not Mm -hmm. even the best book I've written. I'm just glad that one of her best books that's been written Mm -hmm. is getting the attention it should have. It's been picked up. Absolutely. All these people are seeing it finally. Mm-hmm. I know. And like, I even had, so I shared it on Instagram and I just was being an idiot. And I was like, and I like showed the screen. I was like pointing at the screen. I was like, you see that number one? I was like, my girl did that. Like, you know, hyped up. And I got so many responses from people that were like, I love seeing you excited about this. And I'm like, I, it's funny that people are surprised that we're excited for some, or and that another author, like, I don't know if they think we compete or something, or maybe some the authors do. Yeah, maybe some authors do. But her success is success for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is, I was like, bring mainstream, bring erotica to the mainstream. Like, let us hang out. Yes. We're awesome, you know, like, bringing this forward. But just in general, I mean, I love Ruby. I think she's an incredible person. I want her to be successful. It's kind of like the Fifty Shades thing. It, yep, it's not a exactly competition. It. She's just drawn. You think People are going to binge her, and then they're going to want more. And when they want more, where are they going to go? They're going to go to another author who writes sci-fi. That's she's, exactly it. She's selling other people's books for them, too, mm-hmm. not just her own. Tell me, tell me a reader that reads one author, no. and I'll eat my own asshole. <laughs> like, it does not happen. There's not a romance reader that reads one author. They binge one author that they love, and then they look the rest of their lives for an author exactly like yes. the one that they love. Because that's what I do. Yep. And I would like to recommend, if you have read Ruby Dixon's Ice Plant Barbarians, if you love those, I would like to introduce you to Lauren Donner's Zorn Warriors. Oh, yes. Perfect. I mean, that is a 100% recommendation. Like, if you like that, you'll like this. So, I mean, that I get that one. But, you know, like, it's... And somebody, another author emailed me and was like, did she rebrand? How is she number one? What what promo did she put? And I was like, I said, this was old-fashioned word of mouth. And to me, someone praising your book, not even, I mean, just like not even on a platform, just telling a friend about an author or a book that you love means more than any Facebook ad. Yeah. To get someone to talk about your book. And that is the most difficult thing, I think, as an author, is to get someone to talk about your book. I agree. Like, but I love how that do you get people to TikTok talk about is yeah. making it. You know, I've seen some yes. where they're talking about, what's my favorite kink? And they're like, somebody was like, force breeding. I'm like, yes, let's yes. normalize that yes. this is, we're, ta- we're reading mm-hmm. this. I hate that yeah. it's a secret. Yeah. Own your sexuality. Like, this is what it feels like, too, being able to, like, own your kink, own your... You know, yeah, why is it so shameful? Uh, I don't know. But this is just, this is just so awesome. And I'm so excited for her. And what a great thing this is. Like, hell yeah, get it, Ruby. And so I'm going to listen to an audio. I'm excited. I haven't listened to the narrator or anything. But um, the other thing I did I have on here, too, is um, Jessa Dean sent us an email, and she said she wanted to address the lady listeners and to say a personal thank you for everyone that talked about her books, that read her books, that hyped her up. She said, I was so overwhelmed last month with everything that happened. She was like, I couldn't process it all until now. <laughs> so it was like, she said it was just overwhelming. Like the support, the follows, the purchases, like everything, like people just saying how much they loved her book. She was like, it was insane to like 
open up social media and see my name everywhere. And so that that was, it was so exciting. So she said to tell, she said, if you will tell all the lady listeners, thank you. So it was so sweet. Like she's just such a nice person. And you know, that was, that was just, like I said, it was a random email I pulled from 2019. That's how it goes. Look at Ruby Dixon doing this. I mean, when did she write Ice Planets? Was it 2015? It was a long time ago. Something like that. Yeah, it's been a long time. And that's what they were saying. Like, this book is number one that she wrote, like, six years ago. Isn't that insane? It is insane. Oh, my God. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not surprised. I remember the first mm-hmm. time I read it, I responded back. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. And that's one thing that I love that that you're you always tell authors. I think your best advice you ever give is to tell them to keep writing. Yeah. Because I mean, look at this. She's six years she worked on this series. She's got what, fifteen books in it now? Yeah, probably something like that. People are binging the shit out of it. So you're so right, Mel, when you say keep writing. When someone finds you, they'll read everything you got. If they like you, they'll read everything you wrote. Yep. So just wait, you know, be patient. Your time will come. Even if you're an author, don't give up. You know, your stories are yours and you deserve to put them out there for people to love. So, oh, well. So I wanted to talk about uh, what we're currently writing right now. I think we're, we talked about it last week a little bit, um, the book Swindle that we're on right now. And it's going long, which does not normally happen to us. Yeah. It happens once in a blue moon when we get a really good idea for a book. And then one of us usually keeps going with this idea like, oh, well, why don't we do this? And why don't we do this? And I want to say we're supposed to be finishing this book. And Mel introduced a character today. <laughs> like, I was like, what are you doing? I'm sorry. You're bringing new people to the party and this is supposed to be over. And everybody's going to want this guy's story. I was like, immediately, I was like, great name, hot guy. People, I was like, this is it. Game up. Everybody's going to want this guy's story next. <laughs> I stole that name from something I was watching. Now I can't remember. I don't know. His name was Shaw. I was like, that's so good. That's such a good name. I've been trying to keep it. You're always, you usually do the name. So I'm like, I'm going to start when I see a name to write it mm-hmm. down that it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. If it's something different and fun, why not? Like throw it in there. But, um, so we have another book that should be out either this Friday or next. It should be something soon, but it's the inmate's obsession. And that's the one we wrote. And I don't know. It, how we came up with this idea we had something in our heads about someone's in prison and the girl falls in love with a guy that's in prison and plus and says, love after lockup is coming back yes. it's back right now actually <laughs> just came back is it yes oh my god have you watched it yet no it's like it's gonna be on right now when this is airing but for me it starts this friday oh, okay 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 i really love this story it is so filthy it's- it felt like it felt like an old book that we wrote. Like, hey, let's just write something really smutty. The last smutty. two ones and have been pretty filthy. Yes. I would say for sure the one, the Say Your Mind, mm-hmm. the kidnapping one, and then this the one, that one, the next one that's coming up, the Inmate's Obsession. Both of those were just nasty. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is good. I even remember, like, one of the funniest things we did was when we dedicated, or, well, I did it, but when we did the trailer part ver- virgin, is this to our vaginas. <laughs> like, like, maybe they'll shut up now. <laughs> That's, like, one of my favorite I things. I still think about, I think, one of the ones you said in the 
about the girl sleeping with like the whole football team. Oh shit! You told yes. me that fantasy like forever, oh, and it God. still lingers in the back it, it, of my mind. It never leaves. Listen, there. it never leaves mine either, and I don't know how to. Write I don't either, this. but it's still in the back of my head. Maybe <laughs> one day I will figure that out. So I don't know how I got this idea, but it's like that a girl. <laughs> Look at you! You're like I blushing. Can't, <laughs> I can't even say it. It's so bad. She's in. I'm gonna have to whisper this. I'm afraid people are gonna hear. Me. She's in a basement, and there's like a football team that's there. I can't do it. And they're all having sex with her, and like the captain's like encouraging all of this. Yes! And then, like, at one point, one of the guys, like, really likes her as, like, a friend, but he has to do it. And so he's, like, apologizing the whole time he's doing it. I'm going to burn in hell. Oh, God. But I don't know how to write this. Like, like this kind of reverse harem shit. Can you have 11 players? (laughs) You have 11 players on the team, right? You have 11 husbands. It's terrible. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Oh my god, that's so much semen. <laughs> I know. Maybe that think a, of the review that one time. Somebody I know. Was like, I was gonna so say, much semen. That was the review. That was the best review we ever got. It was a two-star review. Three words: so much semen. That was it. Best review we ever got. Oh, I loved god. it. Oh my god! All right, let me tell you about Lucy, darling. Before we just go off our fucking faces. <laughs> All right, so this week, Lucy Darling is giving away a $50 gift card as well as making my book 209 Wedding Lane free from June 24th through June 26th. So that's going to be the day she's basically Thursday to Saturday, so just those two days. I'll put it in the link bio for you guys, and we'll bring it up next week again. Yeah, if you're listening on Tuesday, it's going to go free on Thursday. Um, it's part of a series called Cherry Falls that I did with other group of authors. I know we've talked about the Cherry Falls series several times with some of the authors that we love that have been in it, like Frankie Love, Hope Ford, like all of them. And Ella Good has one in there. I'll also have a new release out, You Are Mine, that is available on Amazon for 99 cents and also in Kindle Unlimited. The book you are about to hear now is called Love You Always, and I'll read you the book bio for it. Just when I thought I had it all, Kimmy Kennedy falls right into my lap and makes me realize my life is empty because all this time it's been missing her. I knew it would be a fight to have her. She's young, beautiful, and full of life that she's only just began. That isn't the only problem. She's also my best friend's little sister. When our sparking night's far brighter than we could have ever known, it brings attention. She wants to keep us a secret. I want the world to know she's mine. There's no hiding the fact that I want her with a desperate with a desperation need with the desperate need I can't ignore. She's all mine and nothing and no one will ever change that. Not her or her brother. I love that. I love that it's like he's not trying to hide it, you know? Yeah. Like it's like he wants the world to know about her. That that's one of my favorite tropes in romance is when a hero God, what is that book that you told me about that one time where the guy has like he takes the sheet with her, like, virgin blood on it and, like, throws it out the window, like, holds it out for, the, like, the town to see, like, the village or something. Yeah, it's a historical. I can't remember which one that it's is. It's a whole historical. Maybe it's a Highlander one or something. I feel like it was. But but that's the kind of shit I live Me for too. where it's, like, they're so fucking proud mm-hmm. to be with her that they want the world to know. I'm like, 
how is that any more of a turn on? Like that, how is that not written in every single book that like the hero like wants to go on top of a building and shout it down? Uh-huh. So I just love that so much. And um, I'm excited for this. And I love Lucy Darling. Like all her writing is so great. And it's so I think sweet. this book is a spinoff from her love series is my understanding. So if you okay. if you introduce or in this story, you'll see other side characters. And if you want to know about their love stories, you can get that in the bundle she has, which I'll okay. link in this as well. All in the show notes. Okay, well, let's send them to the first installment. And we'll see you on the other side. This is Love You Always by Lucy Darling. Read for you by Lou Banks. Chapter 1 I know before I even step foot inside that this is going to be a bad idea. I stare up at the building my older brother lives in. His place takes up the entire top floor. He has more than enough room to let me stay with him until I find a new place. It's the first year that it's not required that I live on campus. I had a place, but two days before I was set to move in, there was some giant pipe explosion that ruined the unit I'd rented. I should be happy it happened before I moved in and not after. And I should also be thankful that I have a successful older brother who has a place for me to stay. With mom and dad having moved outside of the city, it is more functional to stay with Max until I find a place. I tried to do a long-term hotel rental, but both my parents and Max put their foot down, saying it wasn't safe, which I do not understand. I could annoy him until he changes his mind, I suppose. I enter the building, going over to Max's private elevator and slipping in my key. The door instantly slides open. Max and I come from money. Our parents are more than well off and a majority of that was passed to them from our grandparents. Both of us inherited a trust when we became a certain age. Max took his and invested it. Now he's on his way to being one of the richest men I know. He lives and breathes work. Even before he was out of college, he was playing the stock market and making investments. I step off the elevator, letting myself into his place. I drop my bag by the door and make a beeline to the refrigerator. I fish my phone out of my back pocket when it starts to vibrate. It's no shock that it's my mom checking in on me. I could be 60 and I guarantee she'll still be checking up on me. But I wouldn't have it any other way. I know it puts her at ease, so I don't mind it. Ah! I drop my phone when I run into something hard. The man lets out a loud grunt before he grabs my shoulders to stop me from falling onto my ass. My hands go to his bare chest. A very hard and muscular chest, I must admit. You all right, sugar? There is a sweet tang to his words. Slowly, I tilt my head all the way back to get a look at him. My gaze locks with the greenest eyes I've ever seen. Holy crap! This man isn't only massive and built as if he were modeled after a Greek god, but he's handsome, too. He smirks, and I can tell he's fighting a laugh. Yes, I'm fine, I get out. No wonder he's about to laugh. I've turned into one of those girls that gets all hot and bothered over a man. So not my thing. Well, I thought it wasn't my thing until I laid eyes on him. 
Are you the reason Max has never had a girlfriend? Mr. Handsome throws his head back and lets out a deep laugh. I'm still pressed up against him, so it shakes my whole body. He hasn't made any attempt to release his hold on me. Pretty sure you can tell where my interest lies. I furrow my eyebrows together, not sure what he means. Then he gives me that sexy smirk again. I feel something jerk against my stomach. A very hard and large something. I let out a gasp when I realize what he meant. I take it from your comment about Max that he's not your man. I shake my head no. My whole body is starting to buzz, causing a warmth to settle between my thighs. Good. Before I know what's happening, he's leaning down, his mouth meeting mine. His lips are soft against my mouth, his tongue slipping out to slide along the seam. I don't even recognize the sound that comes from me. His hand tangles into my hair, giving it a tug to tilt my head back to give him better access. I gasp, and he deepens the kiss, his tongue pushing into my mouth. The kiss changes, becoming something more. My hands slip up his body, locking around his neck. My feet leave the floor, and I wrap my legs around his waist. He never stops kissing me. I rock against him. My thin yoga pants let me feel every single inch of his thickness against me. I don't stop. This man is a stranger, but I take what my body is demanding. A moan leaves my mouth as I pull away from the kiss. My head drops back. His mouth goes to my neck as he presses me up against a wall. He starts to move against me, thrusting back and forth over and over again. My orgasm is already coming. I don't even know what the hell is happening, but I don't want it to stop. Ever. Come for me, sugar. He nips and sucks at my neck. I cry out as the orgasm hits me hard, the pleasure shooting through my whole body. I squeeze my legs around him tighter. He growls into my neck, jerking against me. We stay like that for a long moment. The only sounds in the room are of our heaving breaths. I can't believe we just did that, I hear him say. My eyes flutter open. What the heck does that mean? I expect him to have a different look on his face after that comment, but he's smiling. Not only would my ma kill me for picking up a random girl in someone else's home, but it's a little shocking even to me that I did it. I bite my lip, liking the sound of that. It gives me a sense of relief that I didn't even know I was looking for. I know I would have thought differently once all my senses came back to me. I would have probably pegged him as a playboy because of this. You make me lose control. His eyes search my face. I have no idea what he's looking for. But somewhere deep inside of me, I want to give it to him. You going to tell me your name, sugar? I snort a laugh. What is wrong with me? I blurt out. I don't know this man's name, and I humped him to orgasm. For all I know, he broke into my brother's house. Not sure why someone would do that half naked, but still. Not a damn thing from what I can tell. I laugh hard, dropping my forehead to his shoulder. 
I think I'm in some sort of post-orgasm trance. I can't seem to think straight around this stranger. It doesn't help that he still has me pressed against the wall, and that my legs are still wrapped around him, and he is most definitely still hard. I thought for a moment he'd come too. It was stupid of me to think that. Men don't get off from that alone. Do they? Where did you go? He pulls me back from my thoughts about him coming. My face rushes with heat as if he knows what I was thinking. Or maybe I want you to stay there. His thumb brushes my cheek. I'm Kimberly, but everyone calls me Kim. His body goes stiff. I'm sure he's starting to put together who I am. He clearly has to know my brother. Max doesn't care for many people being in his space, which tells me that Mr. Handsome must be someone he's close to. Kent. I lift my brows, actually recognizing the name. I've heard Max say it a lot in casual conversation. He steps back, letting my legs drop to put me on my feet. I'm sorry, I say. I'm sure finding out he was kissing his best friend's sister isn't the best news. He's likely freaking out on the inside. He does the last thing I think he's going to do. He steps into me, pressing me back against the wall. I'm really fucking not. I can feel the raw masculinity coming off this man. Before now, I didn't think something like that was even real. I stand very corrected. He's not being cocky about it either. It's just who he is. My brother, I try to remind him. He shrugs, not seeming to care. We can't tell him. I push on Kent's chest, but he doesn't move. I should be irritated, but all I do is smile. There is something about this man that is messing with me. Hell, I got off with him, not even knowing his freaking name. I freeze when I hear the sound of the elevator. We both know it has to be my brother. Kent presses his mouth against mine hard. It's a claiming kiss, and we both know it. This isn't over. Far from it. Chapter 2 It takes everything in me to take a couple of steps back from the dark-haired goddess with rose-colored lips. They're even redder now that I had my mouth all over hers. Her tongue darts out, sweeping across her bottom lip. I'm going to have that tongue wrapped around my cock very soon. Shit, Max says when he steps off the elevator. I fucking forgot you were coming today. Sorry, Kim. My body goes tight as he grabs my girl, giving her a hug. I remind myself that it's her brother. And yet somehow that still doesn't stop the irritation I feel at her being in another man's arms. Brother or not, it's strange seeing Max be affectionate with a woman. You forgot I was staying here? Kimmy flicks her eyes over to me for a moment. I smirk at her because that's fucking perfect. The way she didn't want her brother to find out about us has me thinking that she's going to try and push me away. Now she's stuck with me. This couldn't have gone any better if I planned it. I remembered you'd be staying here. I forgot Kent would be here also. He glances over at me. The place is big enough for everyone. Isn't your renovation on your new place done soon? A nod, but I don't give a set number of days. It's supposed to be tomorrow, but things are about to change. 
I'll be staying here for as long as it takes me to convince Kimmy that she belongs to me. Can you go put a shirt on, man? He puts his hand over Kimmy's eyes as she bats at him trying to get free of his hand. I know how protective he is over his little sister. I've heard him on the phone with her a few times. Knock it off. I've seen bare chests before. She darts away from her brother. He starts to smile until she keeps running that mouth of hers. Bare asses, too. I clench my fists at my side, a rumbling leaving my chest. Are you hungry or something? Your stomach is loud. Or something. I draw in a deep breath. I'll go get that shirt. I turn, headed back toward the room I'm staying in. I strip off my sweats, stepping into the shower. I can't believe I got off dry humping like a teenager under the bleachers at a football game or something. And I'm still fucking hard. Actually, I can. My reaction to her was nothing I've ever experienced before. My dad always told me mom knocked him on his ass and he had to fight for her. She'd been new in the small town they both lived in back then. My dad, as much as I don't want to think about it, was a ladies' man. Mom wanted nothing to do with that shit. He chased her for over a year until one day he all but kidnapped her. Mom rolls her eyes when he tells the story. Then he moved their asses so that mom wouldn't have to deal with shit around town. He told me that story when we had the whole wear a condom conversation. His other advice was don't shit where you eat and maybe don't bang every woman that throws herself at you. I quickly get dressed, wanting to get back to Kimmy. I don't give a shit if I have to do it with Max there. I have to see her again. I think back to everything I've heard Max say about his sister before. Suddenly, every detail seems as if it's the most important thing. I know she can be a brat, she's obsessed with fashion, and has been a bit sheltered. If you had listed off those things before about a woman and told me they were going to snag my attention, I would have told you to fuck off. But after meeting Kimmy, I'm singing a whole different tune. I don't know shit about fashion. I grew up on a farm, working the land until I took off for college on a scholarship. Max and I had ended up being roommates that first year. The man had an eye for investments and stocks. I'm really fucking good with numbers. They claim I'm a mathematical genius. That's how I got into the fancy Ivy League college to begin with. Numbers have always come easily to me. There is no changing the numbers. They are what they are. Sometimes they can be a puzzle that needs some work, but there is only one final destination. Between Max and me, we started making a killing. When we weren't in class, we were working our asses off on other projects, projects that made us rich rather quickly. We basically set ourselves up for life before we even walked across that graduation stage. I'm not cooking, you cook. I'm letting you stay here. Can't I at least get a home-cooked meal? And they call me the brat. Kimmy lets out a huff. I'll cook, I say when I enter the kitchen. Kimmy's eyes go wide as if she doesn't believe that I can prepare a meal. You can cook? Max gives me a skeptical look. Yeah, I can. I can do my own laundry and clean, too. I level him with a stare. Brat. Kimmy bursts into laughter. The sound goes straight to my dick. Even her laugh is fucking sexy as hell. I like your friend. 
She wipes at her eyes as I start to cook. It's not long before curiosity gets to my girl. She starts asking me all kinds of questions, wanting to know my life story. Since I'm planning to be her husband very soon, I think it's only fair I tell her whatever she wants to know. As I cook, I answer every question she asks. Max tosses in a few embarrassing stories, so I return the favor and toss in a few about him. Kimmy howls with laughter, saying she is going to tell their mom. Call me when dinner's done, Max says as his phone starts to ring. Thank you for not saying anything to my brother. She slips off the chair, coming over to inspect what I'm making. Did your mom teach you how to cook? She sounds like a sweet southern belle by the way you described her. Yeah, she did. Said my future wife would thank her and maybe give her a few grandkids, I tease. But as the words leave my mouth, they sound fucking good for the first time. Now that I've met her. Right. She bites her lip, turning away from me. I pull her back into me, nipping at her neck. These last few hours have been torture, being unable to touch or taste her. Don't lock your door tonight. My hand slips up under her shirt. We'll see how dinner turns out. That'll determine whether I lock the door or not. She tries to sass me. These little games might work with the preppy boys from her school, but not with me. I give her bra a tug, making one of her tits fall out. I grab it, running my thumb across her nipple. She lets out a gasp as she presses her ass into my cock. You'll leave the door unlocked. I'm going to be hungry for dessert, and I'm craving something in particular. She doesn't respond, but her breathing is growing heavy. I pinch her nipple. Yes, she says with a whimper. Good girl. I fix her bra before I give her neck one more kiss. Unable to help myself, I give her ass a smack. She jumps, running back to her chair and glaring at me the whole way. Fuck, I think I'm already in love. Chapter Three I lie in my bed, unable to get comfortable. My eyes keep drifting to the door every few seconds like a crazy person. Has he changed his mind? Maybe once he got to know me a bit more this evening, he decided I'm not his type. My heart drops at the thought. The more he answered the questions I asked him, the more I fell for him. He's so different from all the boys I've been around, even in college. I'm not used to talking to men who have their crap together. For the most part, college boys are still trying to figure it out. They usually have these giant egos because of the size of their bank accounts, ones their parents gave to them. A majority of them are only there because their parents have some prominent name that got them accepted. Sam is the biggest douche canoe. We went to high school together, and somehow I got stuck with him in college, too. For a few months, all he did was try to get in my pants. When he realized that was never going to happen, he turned into an even bigger asshole than he was before. I have to admit, I didn't think it was possible, but he proved me wrong. Kent is one of those good old boys who was raised on a farm and taught to respect women. I could tell he really respects his mom. I love how he talked about his parents. They're all close, which reminds me a lot of my own family. Even though Max can be a pain in my butt sometimes, I still love him. 
If I thought Kent was sexy before, his revelation that he's some mathematical wizard took that up about a thousand notches. I thought he was pulling my leg at first, but then I started saying all these crazy freaking number combinations trying to stump him. To my surprise, I would barely finish getting the words out, and he was already giving me the answer. I swear I was getting turned on by it. The man is the whole package, which should scare me. He has heartbreak written all over him. I should stop this now, but I can't. I'm drawn to him in a way that I've never been to anyone else before. There are so many things that attract me to him, but still, my favorite thing about him is his hands. The rough texture as they slide across my skin. The way he can be a bit pushy in a dominant way. It turned me on more than I ever thought possible. I think if any other man did that shit, I'd punch him in the balls. Butterflies explode inside of me when the door to my bedroom starts to open. Kent slips in a moment later. The sound of the lock clicking into place already has my body heating. I've gotten myself worked up only thinking about him. The throb between my thighs has already grown unbearable. When he turns around, I can see the hunger on his face for me. He doesn't say a word. I can feel his eyes taking in every inch of me. My body hums with pure need. Take your panties off. You've kept what's mine for me long enough. He doesn't mince words. His bossy tone should have me telling him to take a hike. But instead, I find myself doing exactly what he told me to do. I reach under my long sleep shirt to slip my panties down my legs, leaving myself bared to him. The rest of it, he orders again as he stands on the side of the bed, watching me. My teeth sink into my bottom lip. He should have to be naked too. To be honest, I'm a little shy about being completely naked in front of a man. Off, or it becomes a dish towel. You're bossy, I huff, trying to sound annoyed. You like it. I open my mouth to sass him back, but he hits me with a look that has me shutting it quickly. Don't even try to lie, sugar. You won't be able to sit down for a week. You wouldn't, I hiss. I have to clamp my thighs together, trying to find some kind of pressure. What is this man doing to me? A few words and I'm already about to explode with need. Try me. He folds his arms over his chest as we have a stare-off that he ends up winning. Shirt. I don't much care for repeating myself. I grab my shirt, pulling it off. I throw it at him, trying to hit him in the face, but of course he catches it easily. A slow, sexy smile spreads across his lips. Was that so hard? I lick my lips, my eyes going to the outline of his cock pressing against his sweatpants. Looks hard to me. I timidly reach out to grab the top of his sweatpants, wanting to see more. I'm trying to push back my shyness. It's really not something I'm used to being, but sex and naked men I have no freaking clue about. His hand comes out, snatching mine by the wrist. Ladies first. Before I can ask what he means, he's on top of me, pressing me into the mattress as his body comes down over me. Need to taste you. His mouth claims mine in a possessive hard kiss. 
One of his rough hands toys with my nipple. He gives a small tug, making me gasp at the sensation. I had no idea my nipples were so responsive. Hell, I didn't know any part of me was this way until Kent. His mouth leaves mine as he moves further down my body. He wraps his lips around my nipple, sucking it into his mouth, his fingers still playing with the other. I lift my hips, trying to push against him to get relief. My whole body buzzes with need. Please, Kent, I beg. I've got you, sugar. He trails kisses down my stomach as he settles in between my thighs, spreading me wide to make room for his giant size. I suddenly don't hate that yoga class my girlfriend is always dragging me to. His eyes meet mine as his mouth descends on me. I gasp at the sensation of the rough texture of his tongue. My fingers dig into the bedspread, grabbing on. His tongue slips down my sex before he pushes it inside of me. He thrusts in and out, driving me freaking crazy. Moans that I can't control come from me. He replaces his tongue with his finger, pumping in and out of me. He brings his mouth back to my clit. He sucks it into his mouth as his tongue begins stroking me to orgasm. I cry out in my release, then quickly throw my hand over my mouth, remembering we're in my brother's house. Kent doesn't seem to care who hears as he continues to bring me pleasure. He keeps licking and sucking me as he hooks his fingers inside of me, triggering another orgasm. On instinct, I try to close my legs, but his broad shoulders prevent it. So I ride the wave of pleasure. His name pours from my lips over and over. This orgasm is more intense than the last. His mouth leaves my body as he starts to shift. My eyes flutter open to see him over me. His hard cock is in his hand. I watch as he strokes himself. It's the hottest, most erotic thing I've ever seen in my life. He groans my name as he starts to come, his warm release hitting my thighs and sex. I swear I think the man is making his claim on me very clear. He grabs my hand, bringing it between my thighs. Rub it in, he orders. I can feel my face flush with heat, but I do it. I rub his release into me. I want you marked everywhere, sugar. Push those fingers inside of you. Show me where you want me. Oh, God. Everything this man says is damn sexy. I do as I'm told. I can see the flare of approval on Kent's face. Such a good girl. He leans down and kisses me. I can taste myself on his lips. I knew you'd taste like sugar he says against my mouth. I let out a long sigh. My body is more relaxed than ever. Sleep. I'll control myself for an hour or so. Then what? I ask as he hits the switch on the lamp before pulling the blankets over us. Then I'll want your pussy in my mouth again. He pulls me into him, wrapping his body around me in a tight hold. Why do we have to wait an hour, I wonder? My eyes are already feeling heavy, though, so I don't ask. Kent presses his mouth to my neck as I start to drift off to sleep, but not before I think I hear him whisper something against my skin. Or maybe it was all a dream. You belong to me now. Your fate is sealed.
Chapter 4 I jerk my head up when I feel something hit the side of it. The paper ball falls to the floor. Can you focus? What the hell is wrong with you lately? I think you need to go back to your own place or something. Or something. I sigh, leaning back in my chair. I do need to go back to my own place. It's been ready for a while now. I'm surprised Max hasn't called me on it, but I made up some shit about the contractors busting a pipe. Kimmy is here, so this is where I'll stay for now. Should we do the deal or not? He goes straight back to work as always. It's the reason Max and I work so well together. We keep our heads down and do what needs to get done. Neither of us has had a relationship. Max doesn't even talk about women. All of his focus is on making more money. Mine has been too, until now. Yeah, the numbers are good. You'll get your money back in six months and be pulling a profit from there on out. You want hard numbers? Nah, if you say it's good, then I know it's good. He goes back to clicking away on his computer. I check the time again on my phone. It's been 10 days of living under the same roof with Kimmy. Every night I slip into her bed, reminding her that she's still mine, even if for some reason she doesn't want to tell her brother yet. I've left it alone, but I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be able to wait it out. Each day I become more addicted to her soft touches and everything else about her. Like when she's thinking real hard about something, her nose scrunches up. Or when she's trying to pull one over on someone, her eyes get flighty. She's a terrible liar. If Max came right out and asked her if something was going on between us, he'd know before she could even utter a word. Thing is, Max isn't going to ask. The man is always in his office and honestly too busy to notice what's going on around him sometimes. He even eats most of his meals in here. That has given me lots of Kimmy time. She's everything I didn't know I wanted in a woman. Even how passionate she gets when she's talking about fashion is hot. She has so much drive. She has that same drive about family, too. I pull up her location to check on her. She started classes a few days ago. It's had me on edge for some reason. I think it's because I don't have a public claim to her. Not a soul knows about the two of us, and it's driving me fucking insane. Don't break your phone. Max gives me a puzzled look. I release the death grip from my phone. Got something I need to handle. I stand, making my way out of his office, knowing Kimmy is almost home. She barely gets in the door and I'm on her. I toss her over my shoulder this time, carrying her back to my room. Cowboy, you're going to end up in a fistfight with my brother, she hisses, trying to be quiet. I kick my door shut before I toss her onto the bed. She licks her lips, knowing what's to come. I have no doubt when I get my mouth on her, she'll be soaked already for me. I've taken my time to know everything that she likes and craves. I've had my mouth on every inch of her. Kimmy might be a strong, independent woman on the outside, but when it comes to us, she lights up like a fucking Christmas tree whenever I take control. It's how I know we're made for each other. She's strong when she needs to be, but also knows I can fill that role for her if she needs it. I pounce on her. It's been too long since I've had a taste of her. We've done just about everything we could over the last 10 days except fuck. She hasn't said it, but I know she's a virgin. 
She's so goddamn tight she has to be. But I've been working on that every night, trying to get her ready to take me. The thought alone of sliding into her tight heat could make me come. But I know I need to be patient. I need her to be ready. When the time comes, I want it to be as painless as possible. That time won't come until she stops hiding what we are. I know it's fucked up. I'm addicted to my best friend's little sister, but I have enough respect not to take her until she and I are on the same page. This shit is forever. I'm not playing games with Max's little sister. I'm all in. It doesn't take me long to have her naked and my mouth on her cunt. I don't stop at one or two orgasms. I keep pushing, demanding she give me more. I want it all. I don't stop until she begs me to. I crawl up the bed, pulling her into my arms. I take it you missed me, she lets out a giggle. I kiss and suck on her neck, not ready for my mouth to leave her yet. I run my fingers along her stomach. We might not have fucked yet, but I made sure to get my cum inside her almost every night. I don't know what possessed me to even suggest that first night I got a taste of her, but a need to claim her had hit me out of nowhere. I wanted my mark all over her. And when she willingly went along was when she sealed her damn fate. I'm hanging out with Kristen tonight, she says with a yawn. My arms around her tighten. She's my girlfriend and we have a few classes together, which is nice. You'll be coming back here tonight. It's not a question. She hesitates for a moment before she finally says she will. The fuck is that? She and I need to sit down and get this shit worked out. For tonight, I'll let her go study with her friend. But when she gets home, I'm not holding anything back. She'll know her ass is mine. Where you are by Natalie Parker, a rock star's brother's best friend romance. Turn it up, book four. Matt, I feel like I'm on top of the world. My rock band is taken off. I get paid to do what I love and my home life is stable and peaceful. And yet it feels like something is missing. Then my world is rocked when my bandmate sister Melanie returns from her globe trotting adventures. There's always been something about her. And now that she's back, sparks fly whenever we're together. After weeks of building something together I thought would last a lifetime, she vanishes. She's gone without a word, leaving me with nothing but a hole in my heart and questions I may never get the answers to. Melanie Seeing all the wonders this world has to offer is the second greatest thing I've ever done in my life. The first, falling in love with Matt, my brother's best friend and bandmate. Despite the crush I'd always had on him, I couldn't let anything get in the way of my desire to travel the world. Now that I'm back, I want nothing more than to stay right here with him for the rest of my life. That is, until I'm forced to leave again. My biggest fear is that Matt will think he wasn't enough, when in reality, he is everything. Where You Are by Natalie Parker. Grab it now on Kindle Unlimited. Welcome back. Hi. Okay, so we've got... The first installment for you, and like I said, intertwine this week's giveaway, which is a $50 gift card, and also on Thursday, grab that book, 209 Wedding Lane, for free, and also grab her new release, You Are Mine, that is in Kindle Unlimited, also 99 cents, and we'll talk about that more on Thursday and stuff with all the other things on there, just enter to do all that. 
that's it. <laughs> Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a